This week is a National Vocation Awareness Week. If you're listening to this when it is released on November 8th. But really, the oratory is that place of freedom where you're able to discern and be invited into to figure out what God wants for you in your life. So really being able to bring people into the oratory to be formed and then to go out and to, to live your vocation, to live what God wants you to do. Make this place of freedom, make this place of like home and security and, and prayer um, where young people can, and adults too, right? So many adults who came to help, really finding their mission, finding so much more about themselves, being able to, to learn and to grow in their faith. Um, just how much right, being together, working together in this kind of oratory, festive, Valdoco um, really helps us. To, to figure out who we are and what we're supposed to do. Welcome back, everybody, to Valdoco. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And I'm Amy. And we're back again for this last episode of, uh, of Go Walking Through Don Bosco's Life, the beginning of the oratory, Valdoco, all the beautiful things that we have for our congregation, um, and just the beginnings. So if you've been here and you've been listening, great. Thank you. We love you. If you haven't, welcome for the first time. Still love, love you. Go back. They're all still safe. Thank you. But yeah, yeah, you're great. You're great. You're still great. You're still a great Fine. person. We still affirm you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to just, this last episode to finish um, right when the congregation basically starts and then a little bit of like a wrap up to see if you, any insights from this, this season, learning a little bit about the foundations of our, of, okay, Don Bosco's life oratory valdoco all these kind of things um but we finished last week in when did we finish like 18 the beginning of oratory 1840 was the beginning so we have the oratory i didn't know we were starting with pop quiz i didn't study no but so we the beginning when they get to the oratory and then living the oratory life and then kind of the beginnings of the congregation and so to see um, for me, just a few things of, of what St. John Bosco was able to do um, and kind of his dream. And so I'm really interested to see for my next course in Quito, right, we're going to go through kind of the beginnings of the congregation. And because it really, it's beautiful to see that like Don Bosco's vision at the beginning was really like the cooperators. What we have now, what we have now of the Salesian cooperators was actually more of what St. John Bosco wanted in the beginning. And so they actually, in the writings, they, they talk about the Salesian cooperators being the older institution, like the older version of what we were meant to be. And then he realized, okay, it's not going to work that way and starts to, <coughs> excuse me, starts to gather people around him. And then, okay, then we start to see the congregation with vows and community life and more of like a consecrated religious life that we see today. But Don Bosco really wanted just this movement of people who are willing to give their life in, in one way or another for the salvation of souls, to work with young people, to work with those who are poor and abandoned. Um, so he had the priest and the lay people and the boys and everybody all together working for the same mission. And that's what he wanted. Um, but then little by little, starting to see, and he had dreams about how, okay, he started something and then you know people would leave. So he wanted people to, to follow and to give everything. Um, but okay, everybody's got their busy life. And so... People would join for a little bit, and then they would leave. And then he had that dream of, uh, of Mary, okay, giving him kind of a sign of, of vows, that the people that were going to stay with him were the ones who were willing to take vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and to really dedicate in that way. Um, but it's really beautiful to see that, yeah, that uh, 
really Don Bosco wanted that movement and he was way, be, way before his time recognizing the power of, of lay people and, and the mission and the way that they could be saints and the way that they could live out the faith. And a lot of that comes obviously from St. Francis de Sales. So just to see, for me to see that uh, was really beautiful. Um, but then also to see kind of Don Bosco's, his way of accompanying. He didn't write a lot of books, but what he did was amazing of how to start with this young person who enters the oratory and then little by little, walking with them, challenging them, forming them to the point where they're now ready to say yes, and then they become the, the founders of the congregation. So in 1841, you have start people gathering in this kind of gay oratory, then they move to Valdoco, 1848. Um, and so you're starting to see this home, school, parish, play, playground come together. But then he's recognizing there are certain, certain boys in the oratory that are willing to go from receiving to then become protagonists to then become part of the mission that they see themselves as people who can then help the abandoned. So those who are once abandoned, they then are formed and challenged and given the space to then take hold of the mission and then they become those who are, who are working. Um, and so that's the same dream of Don Bosco of the sheep becoming the pastors. And so he started to see that, that uh, these young people were, yeah, were beginning to they started just by receiving things from Don Bosco, receiving, okay, a home, receiving education, receiving this. And there's some people who stayed at that level, who just stayed there. They were good students. Uh, they went on, okay, to get good jobs afterwards or whatever. But there were students who said, okay, everything that I'm receiving, I want to stay with Don Bosco. I want to then go out and live the mission. Um, and then that's where we see the, the beginnings of the congregation, the first boys that were kind of took vows and... Um, so you see like a steady, steady progress. So 1841, 1848, you see like the beginnings and the catechism, the wandering oratory, all these things. Uh, Don Bosco is already having, okay, a bunch of collaborators and people who are helping. Um, but then little by little, 1851, the four boys put on like cassocks and start to live more of a life. 1852, we see the names of John Caliero, who becomes a bishop later on. And then we see Michael Rua. So part of this like 12, 12 boys who are more, in this vocational group um, who are being yeah, taught by Don Bosco, challenged by him. They go on hikes. They do spiritual retreats. They do all of these things of, uh, of becoming yeah, more and more formed in, in trying to figure out what God, what, they, what God wants them to do. And then in 1853, we see kind of this first step of what Don Bosco said, a practical exercise of charity for one's neighbor, and then maybe working towards a promise and then maybe working towards vows. So he, he kind of challenges or proposes, in, invites these young people to say, okay, let's start with just a practical exercise of charity. Let's just love the people in front of us. Let's work to take care of these boys. Let's work together. We're a team, we're a community, we're a family. But with the idea that maybe one day we will make promises. With the idea that one day we will then take vows. So we kind of see Don Bosco meeting the young people where they are, and then little by little walking with them, challenging them, and then eventually, in, so the 18th of December, 1859, that's when they kind of the moment of our foundation. So that's when the group of young people with Don Bosco, they get together and Don Bosco proposes that we're going we're gonna to be called Salesians. We're going to have this congregation. He went and met the Pope a bunch of times before that. Uh, there's a lot of kind of push and, and moving towards, okay, let's, let's start this. Let's, let's continue. What we've, we've, something beautiful is happening here. And um, so he, he takes this group of kids and gives them the option to say, to go, to go and pray and to say whether they want to 
yeah, join the congregation, to join this movement. Um, and then we see that those who begin the congregation, Don Bosco, with, with his boys, with Caliero, with Rua, uh, with, with a bunch of the young people from, from the oratory. So for me, really, yeah, for me, those were the two things that I really saw of Don Bosco being able to challenge in a company to make and to invite the young people to be receivers. So they receive the education to then going out and living the mission that Don Bosco felt called to live. So, okay, Don Bosco had this dream. He started, he was given the gifts, he was his founder. He wanted to take care of poor abandoned boys. But then those same that he took care of realized that they too wanted to. They too also wanted to help those around them. And so it's kind of, for me, what we're trying to do here now, even today. Okay, so young people all around the world receive education from us. They receive, and some people just stay there. They receive the education, they go on, maybe they get a job, they're thankful, maybe they're not so thankful, whatever it is. But there are people that we see, young people, who, who receive, but then they say, okay, I also want to live out this mission. I also want to take care. I also want to be an educator. I also want to, to look out and help the, the poor and abandoned. Um, so that's kind of how we started. And how we would like to continue. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was beautiful just to see and to read uh, some of kind of the beginnings, the initial, the conferences and the writings and, and, and the different things that, uh, that we see from Don Bosco, from Michael Rua, from all the, the boys in the oratory, and then how little by little it became, yeah, it became what we know now. Um, so yeah, just a short, short episode today um, because we'll go on. Uh, you know, hopefully next year to kind of finish Don Bosco's life. Um, but for me, just a really beautiful example of, of what Don Bosco was able to do with his young people. And um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have anything that, uh, at least from what we've learned over these past four or five weeks, um, these episodes of, of Don Bosco's life and or things that you appreciated that you knew already, but kind of appreciate about the St. John Bosco, um, the Salesians, and, uh, and yeah. Um, just some comments for what you just shared now. I really like that there was a tiered approach to how he was kind of accompanying them into this vocational discernment process and not vocation in the sense of like just priesthood, but like really discerning where they fit um, in their vocation and where they fit in the Sijin family and that it it kind of just has the entry level and then it has go a little deeper, go a little deeper. And not that stopping at like a certain point is worse or better, but to really be able to see that um, the people who are involved in the Salesian mission, there's just always going to be a difference in what people are able to give based on their particular vocation that God is calling them to, based on their particular state of life, that there's going to be married people who can just really go all in fully for the mission. There's going to be priests who can really go all in fully for the mission. And then there's going to be some people, some married couples who can't go fully all in because just the way that their job is, the way that their family structure is, it's just not possible. But that Don Bosco kind of already had that approach in the way that he was approaching the young people to kind of see like where they were going to fit into the Salesian family and that we kind of have that same ability today. And one of the like beautiful, crazy things was to hear that there I'm sure there's many, but to hear that there's a diocesan priest who's a Salesian cooperator, like to be able to kind of 
live out your vocation that maybe you weren't called to be a Slesian priest, but at the same time, you're called to live out the Slesian mission in this beautiful, unique way. And so just that it's not going to look the same for every married couple, for every single person, for every priest, sister, brother, but to just kind of have this discernment of where I fit and and how much I'm able to give into the Slesia mission. So super inspired by that. Um, and just, again, like there's so many times when I'm listening to things in the church and I'm like, man, the Slesians are just so far ahead with all this stuff. Like how much Don Bosco relied on the lay people. Like how you were saying that the cooperators were almost like predating the the Slesians. Um, but that he had the young people, that he had the lay people, he had the diocesan priests so heavily involved in this since the beginning. And it's it's such a gift because then in the church we'll talk about like how can the young become protagonists in what we're doing? How can we involve lay people more? And it's like the Slesians have been talking about this, you know, since the 1800s and have been doing such a beautiful job. So again, just, you know, it's always encouraging when I hear things like that. And I'm like, like kind of this like private victory of like, yes, <laughs> like go Salesians. Um, and what a gift it is that when we're able to go to these events that are nationwide, um, that we can kind of share that. Okay, we've been doing this for whatever, 200 years or something, um, plus a couple. And we can share like this is our experience from having already done this, whereas other people, they may have just started in the past like 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, for me listening, um, was the like sheeps, sheeps become the pastors and just the idea that like Don Bosco still like his his dream was still evolving, right? Like he was still like learning about like what this like dream of nine was meant to reveal or like what it was all going to become. Um and it's just beautiful, I think, just that line, um, because of what they saw, because of how they were walked with, um, and then, like, because of these things, because of their experiences, and because of the person of St. John Bosco and who he brought around them, like, this desire stirred in them, right? Like, this, yeah, to give their life in this, like, really specific way, like, then was, like, stirred. Um, and then that they, like, moved forward with it is still amazing, like, that this yeah, family that we're a part of, like, came from these so many moments, so many people. Um, like, not only, okay, like, willing to follow St. John Bosco, but really for their, like, love of Jesus um, and their love of the young. Like, that's not new. And I think sometimes it feels new or it's, yeah, or sometimes it just feels like, I don't know, like, so little, you know, but there have been thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that, like, have loved young people in this way, but just the thought that it became it be, it came from somewhere, um, but then also that it was like given to him in a dream, right? And then that he really had to trust. And I, I guess that's something that I I don't think about often of like just how much trust he really had to had had to have um, in Jesus, but also okay in Mary that he he was entrusting everything to, um, and like what that means and and what it means for your whole life to to pass you. Um, while you're like actively working in it and, and trying, um, but that it's your whole life, <laughs> like that you have to just keep trusting and trying and moving forward and um, to see it happen. Um, so just a really beautiful. And then from the season, um, I think the, I can't remember which episode it was, but talking about like Don Bosco's time in the Convito, so maybe two episodes ago, just I love that. And I had written down, and I saw it, um, I was trying to find a page to write on, but I had, writ I had written down, like, what's my convito? So, like, where is it that I'm, like, learning to be 
okay, like the Salesian that I want to be or like how do I like to live out the Salesian mission? And I'm sure that'll change um, as I keep getting older. Um, but just that there's so many things to learn still, so many places um, and people to meet um, that will teach me more about how to be, like how to live out um, the charism and, and how to grow deeper um, and my love for Jesus and St. John Bosco and, and the charism and the, and the mission. Um, but I just, yeah, I like loved that question then. So I was glad to, to see it again today and, and just, yeah, thankful to like hear more about St. John Bosco's life as he became this man that we really love, but a really good reminder. I think this season of, um, he was so communal, like he really just like needed his community and there was nothing wrong with that. You know, like he was really okay with involving other people, um, in things. And so, and taking care of them, you know, like obviously because they stayed. So I don't know what he did, but I'm assuming if people stuck around, it wasn't just because they were like, yeah, I love this and I love you. So, but you know, how did he care for the people that were in his life and that he invited into, into the mission? Um, and so I think it's a good challenge of just trying to invite, yeah, people into things, um, so they can serve in their own way. Um, and they can live out their Salesian, okay, vocation, wherever that is and whatever that is. Um, or discover it, you know, I think there's so much for us to discover in our own life of how we're going to serve and in what capacity. And, and I think St. John Bosco did a really good job of allowing people to discover that in their own way of inviting people um, to do that. So just beautiful. Yeah. Now, beautiful. And this week is a national vocation awareness week. If you're listening to this when it is released on November 8th. 8th. Um, and I had to give some talks this morning to Salesian High School, to the guys of uh, just about vocation, but really the oratory is that place of freedom where you're able to discern and be invited into to figure out what God wants for you in your life. And Don Bosco sent so many people to the diocesan seminary. He sent so many, you know, so many, okay, became Salesians. He sent so many out into the world as different, you know, different trades or different professions or um, whatever helped in so many ways with families. So really being able to bring people into the oratory to be formed and then to go out and to, to live your vocation, to live what God wants you to do, uh, really, I find that to be really powerful, that Don Bosco and the Salesians had a really beautiful way of inviting people in, meeting them where they are, make this place of freedom, make this place of like home and security and, and prayer um, where young people can, and adults too, right? So many adults who came to help, really finding their mission, finding so much more about themselves, being able to to learn and to grow in their faith, um, just how much right, being together, working together in this kind of oratory, festive, Valdoco um, really helps us to, to figure out who we are and what we're supposed to do. And, uh, and then how we need kind of each other, right? Because as now I'm the vocation director, like why? We have, anybody can be a saint, so why be a priest? Why be a brother? You know, why, right? And Damasco figured out that, okay, it's needed, that we need all, all this big group of family, but we need, Men and women, you know, SDB, FMA, who are willing to really dedicate their whole life to this, um, to take vows, to live in community, that they're not supposed to be distracted or not being, their life is for the young. As well, like the cooperators, they have their own families, they have their own professions, they have other things, but SDB, FMA, so we need more young men, young women who are willing to say yes and say, okay, I want to be uh, in this Elysian family, but I want this to be my life. I want Every step I take, every move, everything, like what Dan, Bosco, what Dan Rua said about Don Bosco, like I want that to be about me. And it's, yeah, I'm not a saint, I'm not a founder, I'm not Don Bosco, so I'm not going to be able to go to that level. But I want to live my life 
with my eyes open for those who are abandoned to really help with salvation of young people and, and bringing people to Christ. Um, but that should be my life as an SDB um, or an FMA. And so we need more young people to say yes to that, just like we need more young people to say yes to being cooperators or living in, you know, living faithful lives as, as mothers and fathers and all these things. But, um, but yeah, so really for me, beautiful to see people enter into the oratory and have the space to really discern and to pray and to figure out what God wants them to do. Um, any last words? Uh, yeah, I, I think just on, on what you were sharing of the, like just the freedom in the oratory and I, yeah, I guess I just hadn't, yeah, thought of it like that, but it is amazing. Like we just got to go. We saw. We went to D.C. for the last couple of days, and like meeting with the the young people there, but then also some of the college students, and just listening to them, and okay, a little bit about their college experience and how they're feeling, and whatever all that stuff, and just that, like I didn't sit there thinking like come back to us. You know what I mean? Like the and I I can't really think that there's you know many Salesians that feel like that. Just like this like tight like grasp on people of just like really the most important thing is that they f they feel like they're thriving at school you know and they're thriving in their new community and they're trying and they're, they're they have people to talk to and um and even meeting another young adult that okay we haven't seen in a few years and like listening to how he's serving in his parish and what he wants to do with his life and and it's just beautiful like it's not this like um like stay with us like stay you have to but like this real freedom of like just want to support you like and it's i don't know i guess it's like the the a, a privilege of the job of just like you can see the dreams of young people and like you already know that they're going to be there and so being able to like watch them get there and and be part of it however much they want to share is really such a gift um and i yeah like don bosco did that like he like gave people the freedom it wasn't just like you have to join and be an sdb like other people they had different vocations and were still part of the Asian family and i just think that's really unique i don't think that always happens um there's a lot of like competition of like be part of our group or whatever and so yeah just thankful that that's something that's part of our like long history of Salesians is just this like openness for people to like find their vocation like that's it and like live as like faithful christians um, is like the most important part. Getting to heaven is the most important part, not like are you on this side of the <laughs> are you on this side of the like team or whatever. Um so yeah. Amen. Amy. I guess um similar to what Vicky was sharing before, I guess kind of my big takeaway from the season was just like that community aspect. Like that um that relational aspect of of St. John Bosco for every period that you shared on, there was always like two people or so that that was also a focus of that period of time that everything was just about all these different people in his life, that he was never doing it alone, that it was always with other people, that it was with lay people, that it was with young people, that it was with priests, um, just always in community and, and that blessing of that the oratory um like that we shared before like is that that relationship is the person is the heart um and so it doesn't have to be this physical space like that they can the young when they're in college like that can be still an experience for them and we don't have to feel like if you're not in our building then you're not you're, you're, not, you're not doing it right you're not living the season charism but that it really can just be this beautiful um fluidity um 
that like that may be what they're called to to be part of the Slesian family is just this ability to be able to live that out in their college. So something that we talked about, you know, many times before on the, the podcast, but just really struck me how each of those seasons of Don Bosco's life like had these other people that he was in relationship with, in communion with, who were sharing the mission with him. Amen. <laughs> My talking time is over. Good job. Let's do a round of applause. You did a great job, Father Steve. Job. Thanks for teaching us. Yeah, I didn't so know much. most of that, so you taught mm. me a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Quito. But, shout out to Quito. Shout out to Quito. But uh, so we're going to go take a little break, like two weeks, because Advent's coming. So at the end of November, we'll have a little introduction to Advent and we'll have a little preparation for Christmas. So please join us for that um, as we go deeper and deeper into winter and closer and closer to Christmas. Jesus is going to be Amen. born. Amen. Powerful. Powerful, no? So uh, yeah, so not exactly sure what we're going to do for Advent yet, but Spirit will inspire and uh and that's it so thanks for joining us over these past couple of weeks really appreciate it and a lot of the support from from different people and uh yeah we just keep walking as a Legion family keep uh keep growing keep asking questions keep learning about our our tradition our family um because it's really it's a beautiful mission and really more than ever uh, there's a lot of people who feel abandoned you know, a lot of people who feel lost lonely uh, in the oratory, Don Bosco's mission, his way of educating, his way of treating, his way of praying, his way of, of being in this world is is a beautiful remedy uh, to to that. Uh, but we need to do it as a family. So, uh, so yeah, keep going. God bless. We'll pray. Amy's gonna pray for us. In the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Father, we thank you so much for being able to have this gift of. Father Steve, passing on the knowledge that he has learned from his time in Quito, um, please bless all of the instructors down there, all of his classmates um, who really have been sharing so much knowledge and have given their lives in order to be able to give this information to students like Father Steve who could then pass it on to us. Um, we ask you to please inspire in us um, to keep living out the Silesian mission to be inspired by the different people in Don Bosco's life, to be inspired by Don Bosco, to continue to see where we fit in this Legion mission and to live it out. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Mary Help of Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray for us. St. Mary Mazzarella. Pray, pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye.